Salutations and Regards Welcome to this, the fourth podcast from the library of the Rooksayer. Let us consider a wandering soul lost in a vast museum. Silence is the proper prayer in the Museum of Intangible Mechanisms. Opening time at the museum. The weather looks inclement. Umbrella weather, if you will. Perfect. A perfect day for strolling the galleries. A breaking of the symmetry of silence that has washed through this place all night. They say that the problem with demons and angels is that they just can't move on. I have fallen into this abyss of art, and not unlike Alice, I seem to be falling forever. There is just so much to see and feel here. She knows what she's about. The curator knows that by changing and rearranging the installations, mixing the way the artist is spent, by bringing in new works, so much to see and feel here. In this maze, I am tangled, thralled, as it were, by the beauty that is true art. The curator bids you to enter. To this museum, instinct and all but invisible they come. Multitudes, some carried on phantom coaches, some on foot, walking across the winds of the world, traversing salient salty seas, all coming, coming to this place, this museum of culture. Some stand outside the door, holding their tickets, debating the merits and means, leaving without entering. Others charge in, treading on everything. And then there are the gentle others, lingering a moment, a day, a week. Finally, with timid steps, holding hands for comfort, touching each other for strength and support, they pass through this threshold. Some into the places that they want to go, others into places they need. Come one and all, and be sure to visit our shop before you leave. The entrance. Vaulted vestibule, vast cavernous spaces, art, sheets of paper floating in dark space, dark to help you focus on the art, not the walls. Art floating midair, two-dimensional planes, sharp-edged. How do they get those to hang there? No visible wires or means of support. Color and textures reminiscent of the masters on off-white surfaces. Symphonies of light and darkness, landscapes of element and contour presented for your consideration. The ceiling? There is a ceiling, right? Darker than spaces between the stars at night. The walls indistinct. All of the world falling away so that nothing is left to see but the art. The lady on a chain trapeze. She's above the floor where I stand. She's dangling like a t-shirt on a clothesline. An angel portrayed on an empty street. New Orleans? Maybe. Definitely a place where jazz is played. Soft, smoky jazz. An empty street captured, her image somewhat transmuted, ghostly pale paper, dark strokes and pigment of the imagination, a random gust of air, and the drawing is dancing, lift, shifting left, then right, pausing only an instant at the apex. Her face as though she's about to speak, no, as though the goddess of the life force is about to speak through her. All the flying art starts to dance, and I pause in mute wonderment, awaiting her pronouncement that I might capture this glimpse of her. But then I come to a bitter understanding. There are no words that can even touch this. And all my meager skills as a poet are not worthy of this moment. Seekers of the art. 
First came the scientists, the poets, the writers, all with pens and pads, hoping to pluck out the spirit of this place with their analytical tweezers. Next came the people who thought that they might like to see their own work displayed here. People wanting to scoff, people thinking it'd be grand just to be seen here. They found rooms, airy spaces above the world where danced wisps of ice, rooms dim, misty, subterranean grottoes filled with an acrid, funky odors, rooms with a view, rooms with ambience, rooms where they dropped their pens and pads, which they had dreamed of catching the ghost of this place. The creature and the question of culture. In every part of the universe, there are creatures, monsters of heaven and hell, dragons, angels, demons, some dark, some light, and most in between, great creatures of varying natures. One of the grayest ever seen has slithered into this museum, and having nothing better to do, I confront the beast. Oh, Brother Toad, why are you here? You know, these critters really hate it when I remind them that I can see them. No, really, why are you here? He leans back, takes a deep breath and croaks. I have come to consider the question of culture. Every human society engages in culture, expending time, energy, and resources. Every human society. This critter sounds like a cross between Rod Sterling and a bag filled with swamp gas. It continues. Why? Why is the survival advantage of culture? Why kill for it? Die for it? Why destroy this planet to preserve this culture thing? I answer, look, you have asked a question in words, but the answer cannot be spoken in words. Then how can I answer if you can't use words? And I smile, open my arms to indicate all the art hanging in the studio, and answer ever so eloquently without saying a word. The Hydra, the Book of Many Faces. My handheld digital assistant awoke with a beep, and the guard gave me a stink eye. I touched my bone phone and asked, who is this really? A metallic voice, raspy with passion, whispered, I am the Book of Faces. Demons and angels sprout from my chest, running wild across the land. I am the Hydra of many hands. This is the hand that kills, and this is the hand that heals. The scolding hand, the caressing hand. The hand that bites and smites and smiles. I am the liar, the saint and the fool. I am the foot of empire that tells you how to serve me. I am the grain of sand that is drawn into a fiber of twinkling light. I'm not your mother or your father or brother or friend. I am the servant of your merchant rulers who only want to sell you something, anything. Clever parasites hiding behind the walls of your world who have researched all the ways to make you afraid. Fear is the shaker and mover of merchandise. So I disconnected. Never could figure out how to pull the battery out of the thing. The woman in the gallery of the old movie posters. The 50-foot woman was hot, man. She was 50 foot tall and a fox. I think she looks a bit pissed. And where does she get those clothes? No, seriously, where? The note on the handbook says, the 50-foot woman had complicated marriage troubled. That's him in the car. Damn, she stomped his ass. Missing the gray guys, the frames without pictures. Alice looked behind the curtain and Dorothy wasn't there. Not even that little yap, yap, yippity, yap, yap dog. Her mirror cracked from side to side and she whispered, where have all the wizards gone? Arthur's mentor, tormentor, must be under a rock. The little furry-footed guys are up to their keisters in orcs with forks, and the gray guys must have gone off the deep end, said something about flying. Where have all the wizards gone? Guess they were really tired, all those tasks and audience. Must have needed to rest for a spell. 
in the hallway between galleries. In this, the balancing point of my night, the midnight of my year, the darkest dawn of my life, I walked the spine of night, walked the hole in the zero. Never thought I'd have to face myself by myself. I write in my journal, I light one candle, because all the darkness in the universe is not enough to extinguish this tiny light. Another ghost flows by. A wisp, a shadow of a beautiful amber otter afternoon flows through the stairwell, curls around the plant in the vase, enfolding the moment in warm embrace. Illusions creep along the walls, floating objects in the galleries. Feather fingers touching, soft as shadows. She moves quietly from room to room, moves from one moment to the next. Each second, another bead on the string of time. Steampunk map. My pain compass is broken, beyond all repair and any use. The map of my sorrows is tattered and rat-eaten, stained beyond any recognition. The crater of my Shiva core meltdown is lined with fused sand the color of obsidian, a lens that bends darkness instead of light. In a harsh new sun, my sails are tattered, but the masts are servable. My tiller is bent, but the rudder still responds. A few leaks, but my pumps are unclogged. My tears evaporate as the decks dry, the wisp of ghost lovers whipped away by the wind. Tonight, there will be stars. She is in the walls. I say to no one in particular, I say to the curator of this place, then let me be your magician, who by sleight of hand distracts you from your forebrain conclusions. See, nothing up my sleeve. Presto changeo, still nothing, but a different kind of nothing. The Buddhists, they love that trick. So much ado about, well, nothing. My lady, let me entertain you. See, nothing in my top hat. Presto change, oh, still nothing, but the kind of nothing that looks like a bunny. You don't like the cute bunny? The philosophers love that trick. Kept Hegel going for months. It's closing time. The end of the day. It's been a good day for strolling the galleries. The good kind of hushed silence today. I like it better than the perfect symmetry of silence that will wash through this hall all night. Maybe tomorrow they'll have a school tour. Not all the kids get it, but every now and then. They say that the problems with demons and angels is they just can't move on. I have fallen into this abyss of art, and she has snared me here. I consider my prayer. Silence is the proper prayer in this museum of intangible mechanisms. Thank you.